0: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted.
1: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Hey, I haven't been here for a couple weeks and I appreciate your patience. I was very fortunate to have taken a little R&R with the family for spring break. Which, frankly, may be one of the best parts of being in the business of educating students because we never leave the cycles of life we grew to love as kids. Breaks, long weekends, teacher conventions, things like that. Well, anyways, as much as I would love to share with you the amount of limes I consumed two weeks ago, I want to do some smart thinking around changing the paradigms of people who we are around I had a really great week this past week, and it was filled with opportunities for me to serve and reflect. I was charging all over the place and learning in ways in which the different people around me need someone in their life to elevate them into a positive position instead of escalating them into a negative one. Each day, we have the opportunity to pick our mindset as well as the obligation to lead because it's a choice. Remember that a leader is anyone with influence, and that makes everyone a leader. Great leaders lead by seeking to understand those around them and reflect upon their actions intentionally in an effort to rapidly make yourself better, to improve, a continuous intentional desire to be the best version of yourself, and that that you can muster each day. So, let me tell you about my week. I started my week working with several current professionals who were, frankly, struggling. Struggling with purpose and energy. One who actually quit and left the profession of teaching. But they were looking for the energy for the work and not sure of their purpose. And in their voices, I heard this theme of general tiredness for too many people around them. Too many negative people around them, negative people reinforcing negative mindsets and ideas and people developing negative narratives, that their work was, well, it was too hard, that they weren't appreciated, that they weren't cared for, that there were too many obstacles and that they just needed to leave. Now, have you ever had a week where it seems like everything that's happening is what you were looking for and then it shows up? You know, like if you actually believe that bad things happen in threes and suddenly you count up and find three bad things that were happening. I started my week thinking like, this is going to be a difficult week for me because there's so many people who are so negative and I'm coming off this great vacation and I'm just so fueled and fired up. So I started my week with a little weight on my spirit, weight for the people who were stuck. And then I kept falling into these spirit fueling moments, Monday and Tuesday, along with my normal work. I had supported and coached people who were struggling. But then on Tuesday night, I found myself at a university talking to aspiring educators. It was awesome. I'd put together a quick presentation for them about being Buffalo and the mindsets you needed and an overall appreciation of what they needed to do and how they could be positive when they became teachers. And When I was done yammering, I asked the undergraduates to write down one wondering they've always had about education and teaching. Now, I was having a great time and fill in the room with some pretty serious dad jokes when it got real, like really real, and it got real quick. One young woman asked me, what do you do about the negative people and the people who tell you not to go into the teaching profession? My heart rate accelerated, and not because I was nervous. I was mad. I was in a room of people that I could have been in that same room 25 years ago, and the first impression that that a soon-to-be first-year teacher wants to know is how to deal with the negative people around them and the people who are trying to steer them out of the profession? Oh, I wanted to ask her to get those people on the phone so I could coach them up and give them a little buffalo speech and demonstrate how enthusiasm will always win the day. But I said the same thing I always say. Listen, you need to find people that are optimistic and stay near them. Do you know what I mean? First, how could anyone try to talk someone out of their passion? Who does that? Our job is to fill the tanks of those around us, not empty them. I mean, we are obligated to elevate people. We are leaders in our words, well, they matter. I got into my car as I left the university and I did something, I did something I never do. I mean, never. I drove the speed limit and I didn't listen to any music. I just drove slowly in silence and wondered why anyone in the world would tell someone who's about to take on the most important profession on the planet, the most honorable job there is out there, and one that we all depend on, one that we all benefited from, and then tell a bright, beautiful young person, you shouldn't do it. As I sat at the stoplights waiting to get onto the interstate, I recalled talking to the veteran teachers and administrators earlier in the day and the day before, and I realized what the problem was. We fuel our narratives by who we hang around with. We get back from the universe what we give it. If you walk with turkeys, you're a turkey. And if you soar with eagles, you're an eagle. And I thought of a million different weird cliches, and they all raced through my mind. Then the light turned green, and I returned to normal. I punched it, I cranked the radio, and I sped home. Sped home thinking of why we allow people to escalate us, wondered why people prefer to negatively escalate situations, and why people seem to enjoy sucking the souls out of others who just want to do a good job. I mean, it's so foreign for me to sit around and be negative for more than maybe 5 or 10 minutes that I truly don't even understand when people can spend a whole day doing it. I'm around escalators all of the time, but they normally don't even talk to me. And then I wondered why. Why don't escalators want to hang out with people like me? because I know a lot of people like me, because that's who I hang out with. Well, escalators focus on deficits, and elevators focus on assets. Escalators slowly get you where they want you to go, and elevators offer you choices and raise you to new levels. Escalators enjoy focusing on what is wrong, and elevators like to see the opportunities above them, ahead of them. I mean, buffaloes elevate by examples, and leaders elevate with intention. I'm going to get back to this in a minute because I want to tell you the rest of my week. Later in my week, I was with students, high school kids at one of our leadership academies, and I was surrounded by people who were reflecting on who they were as young buffaloes and keying in on their skills and assets. And I finished my week in a middle school working with a faculty who, frankly, they energized me. And that staff fueled me and reminded me a lot about our Purpose. Purpose driving home again at the end of an insanely energizing week from Kenosha, I just could not stop thinking about someone trying to extinguish the flame of another person. I mean, I get it. I get it if someone is about to make a decision that's going to hurt them. But believing, believing that someone following their calling into teaching is going to hurt their future. I mean, a 20-year-old already working in schools, doing her clinicals, And feeling that maybe she should not go into the profession because of the negativity around her, well, that got me thinking and that got me moving again. And suddenly I found myself doing 83 miles per hour through a residential neighborhood. I'm kidding. I figured it out. And that's what got me my theory. I really was not driving that fast. I don't think I was. I did realize, however, that people who enjoy escalating, well, they really enjoy it and have an addiction that they may not even be aware of. Which is why I want us to start thinking about our language and using it in a way that elevates. Because are we escalating the situation? And are the people who are in that situation being escalated or elevated? And I want to go to the world where we elevate them and get them to where they need to be. A herd of buffaloes are going to elevate themselves to get themselves through the storm. But a herd of cows who are trapped, trapped with a really loud moor are going to find themselves being manipulated and escalated. Now, I said the word manipulated on purpose here because the escalators are trying to create herds of others who want to wallow in their own misery. Well, let's talk about how to end the acceptance of behaviors that reinforce focusing on deficits and looking for weaknesses in others and casting blame and enjoy slowly and intentionally the escalation of others' negativity. Negativity and positivity are both habits, and habits can become habit-forming addictions. I am an over-the-top and annoyingly optimistic person. Ask my family. Here's something often heard in our house. Dad, it is not always going to be okay. Yes, it is, because we don't have a choice. So if negativity is an addiction, how do we deal with it? Well, I don't have 10 steps, but I do have five. Number one, we, you, me, we have to change our behavior first. Two, we have to stop accepting negativity. Three, we have to call it out. Four, we have to choose positivity. And five, well, we need to reinforce positivity and be an elevator. Step one, change your behavior. This begins with some very old science. There's an old guy called Carl Jung and he is one of my favorite people ever. I love reading about him and how he framed the world in which we live and navigate every day. Listen to these little quotes and quips to help you change yourself so that you can be better for others and eliminate escalators from your world. Here's here's a few things he said that I love. I'm not what happened to me. I'm what I choose to become. Knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darkness of other people. And you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. This is a really smart man. And he also said something that was guided, that has guided me since I read it in college. And that was this. The only way to change another person's behavior is to first change your own. That is step one in dealing with people who like to escalate instead of elevate. Change our own behavior. And the behavior we're going to change is to call it out and stop ignoring it. Stop ignoring people that are intentionally escalating situations. And that brings us to step two. Step two helping cure escalators and get them to recognize their negative leadership and its impact. And step two is stop accepting it. Escalators love to fuel your negative narrative. They like to take it over. They like to control cultures, all in an effort to avoid change for themselves. They're not interested in your well-being. They're interested in propelling their selfish and negative motivations. So step two is not to accept it and resolve yourself to no longer bear witness to the negativity, no longer sit passively and allow it into your space. It's amazing what happens when that person enters the room, all fueled with negativity, and you just get up and walk out. It's not that much different than if you were to stop looking at Facebook or Instagram for a week. There's a really nice relief that you feel, and sometimes, well, sometimes you decide just not to go back. Well, escalators with no audience have nothing to do. And that's what we want. We also want to let the escalator know that we're not going along for the ride. And that brings us to step three. Step three to changing yourself and deterring escalators from finding success is simply simply to call it out. Oh, okay, Ted, you big tough talker. How in the world do I stand up to a person who has clearly has a ton of energy towards negativity? They're scary people, Ted, people with reputations, people who talk about others, people who are not always kind to the people who call out the truth in front of them. Well, I know it's not easy, and it was not easy for me at first either, and it's still not easy, but I'll tell you how I saw someone do it, and it taught me the simplicity of calling it out. I was in a meeting once when I was younger with a couple of big bosses, one higher up than the other. And my boss had taken me along as support for their own position. And the entire car ride over, she was telling me how we, we were going to really let the boss have it. I was really in no position to say anything. I was very low on the hierarchy. But she went on to explain how she was going to make sure that this idea to change our structure was not going to happen. And we were going to get out of there the same way we came in, just as we were. I got to tell you. I was freaking out. I was really nervous because I realized that my boss was about to manipulate the system to her own advantage, and we sat down and shared pleasantries with the new boss and the big boss, and she says, well, you guys wanted to discuss the strategic plan, so what can I help you with? And at that point, at that point, my boss went into a long and well-thought-out negative attack on the idea, on the change, on some of the people involved and she was escalating the situation. She disclosed all of the people she had talked to about it and and threatened the boss with the idea that no one, no one liked it. And she finished her diatribe in about 15 minutes, sat back in her chair, and looked forward at the big boss. I was insanely uncomfortable at this point, as well as feeling very used. The big boss, sat there the entire time, looking deeply interested and highly engaged and actually took notes. And when my boss finished, the big boss leaned in, looked directly at her and said something so simple, I couldn't believe it. She just said, I know what you're doing. She then stood up, thanked me for coming and told my boss, the meeting is over. We got into the car and my boss sat there silent, staring forward She started her car, and for the first time in my career, I saw the impact of calling it out. My boss turned to me and said, I think I'm going to get fired. I sat there not knowing what to say because I realized my boss quickly understood what was happening. And then my boss de escalated and began discussing how she needed to get on board or get out. Boom! Call it out. It was so simple. She was kind. She was empathetic, but she wasn't going to take it. The next time an escalator shows up in your world, just say, hey, I know what you're doing and I don't want to be a part of it and walk away. That's how you change your behavior. You then lay it all on that other person. I watched my boss. She looked like she was a turtle going into her shell for protection. She did not know what to do because she thought she was driving the negative narrative of everyone back to the big thinkers But frankly, the idea was a good idea. It was a positive idea, and it was going to lead to good change. But the negative escalators had taken over the narrative in my boss's mind. And the optimist, well, she just called it out. I know what you're doing. Thank you for your time, and you can go. Step four. Step four slides right into this. Choose positivity. Your mindset, mood, and attitude, well, it's a choice. So choose positivity. Do you need me to explain this one? I mean, when we wake up, if we're struggling to find a good place, avoid other people until you get there. Change your mood by looking around at the world you live in and finding the positives to focus on. We all can escalate our negativity in our own mind, or we can choose to elevate ourselves out of it by surrounding ourselves with others who share a positive and optimistic outlook for the future. And no matter what is happening, time will go on. Will the conditions around us change? Yeah. Will the people around us change? Yeah, but wait, will we live with regret? Yes, but we will charge forward and elevate our own position by choosing to call it out and stop accepting the escalators in our lives. We will choose it. I mean, if you were in a competition and you could choose a teammate and this is how they were described, which of these two would you choose? Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is teammate one. Tell us what you think. Oh, I'm telling you right now, there's no way we can do this. All right, everyone, this is teammate number two. Tell us what you think. All right, guys, this is going to be tough, but I got your back, and we can do this. I'd walk away from teammate one in a nanosecond. An escalator of negativity? Get away from me. Now, teammate two, an elevator, a realist, somebody who's supportive, somebody you can count on, count me in. That's what we need to be. Now, step five, the last one. Choose to reinforce what you want more of from those around you. We so often forget that our job is to lead wherever our feet are, so you know what we need to do? Do it! Lead by showing others the examples of excellence, the examples of optimism, the examples of hope and positivity. Be graceful and lead by example and celebrate the micro ways in which people elevate others. Call out the escalating behaviors and bring the energy to those who not just get it, but do it. Those that elevate others by serving them as equals, by looking for improvements, that see the outcome as a journey filled with realistic setbacks and view the world's imperfections as beauty, well, that's who I want to be around. So why would I choose to be around anyone else? Well, I would choose to be around others so that I can elevate them. But that, that's what elevators do. They bring you in. They close the door. They fill you with the energy and optimism you need to be successful for others, and when the door opens, you have a view of the world you've never had before, all because some other buffalo, well, in this case, you, chose not to step in and escalate the negativity. You stepped in and elevated everyone around you so that they can be the best versions of themselves, and that creates more opportunities to elevate the world around us. I'm exhausted here because I couldn't take it anymore this week, and I'm not going to, because you know what we now have? A new mindset, new elevated heights. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe you. Are you an elevator or an escalator? List behaviors you'll need to change in order to elevate. And last, describe how you can help others by changing yourself. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening, and thank you to the Well Pennies for the great music. Please take a moment to follow them on your musical platform, and please, 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 if you listen on iTunes, Podbean, or anywhere else, please rate this episode and the podcast. Now, as we close out here, I want to share with you why I am so passionate about my challenge for you to think differently this week, to think smart. I don't understand people who enjoy escalating the deficits of others. Yeah, I get that gossiping feels juicy and we're all attracted to it on occasion like a moth to a flame, but I struggle with the people in our lives who like to set the fire and draw us in. I had my heart squeezed painfully this week when a young person looking forward to going into education felt uncertain about the choice because she had been told by so many escalators around her that it was a bad idea. And I did something I don't normally do. I turned to Facebook, and I posted this to my page. This was sent to me this morning after I spoke to the UW Oshkosh aspiring educators. This note both filled and hurt my heart. Hello, Mr. Knightsky. My name is Allison, and I attended the UW Oshkosh aspiring educators meeting that you spoke at tonight. First, I want to thank you for the amazing presentation. With everyone leaving the teaching industry, I was feeling quite anxious to go into the field, but after tonight, you have restored my excitement for teaching. Teaching has never been an easy profession, which is why it is a calling, and we need to ensure a generation of enthusiastic and optimistic people so that they become teachers. Why? Because children deserve to be in front of people who love what they do and are valued for their skills and knowledge. I remember plenty of disengaged staff when I started teaching, and they were all upset about having to demonstrate the standards they taught in their classes, calling it an assault on the profession. I also remember disengaged painters when I was a painter in high school and college. I remember disengaged booksellers when I worked at Barnes & Noble. I remember disengaged salespeople when I sold cars, and I remember disengaged McDonald's crew members when I worked at McDonald's. But I also remember occasionally running into really positive people who told me to look past the negativity and not give in to the soul suckers who find fault in everything. If you know a teacher, an educator, a doctor, a healthcare worker, a lawyer, somebody who works in a steel mill, please reinforce that they matter. If you know a student in college or technical school or entering the workforce, Studying to be a teacher, a lawyer, a doctor, or a steelmaker, please reinforce that they matter. And if you know a child who wants to grow up and be something, tell them that they're needed and they matter. Now, here's what I needed from you. That was my post. I need you to elevate this week. I need you to buffalo into the escalators and tell them, I know what you're doing and I'm not going to be a part of it. Show others how amazing they are and move the world to new levels by elevating everyone around you with one, one simple elevating behavior. Optimism. I,
0: I can't be found And I feel the weight of it all over town And I'm so far away. Get a little closer every day. You're my star, you're my shaker, you're my ground, my aviator. And I say, It's alright, I'm okay. You're my star, you're my shade Say